Hello, and welcome to the Highly Spirited Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie McNew. I love all things boozy and boozy. So this is a show where I bring you some spirit or cocktail history and a ghost or folklore or something supernatural-esque story. So let's get ready to get lit and get scared. Welcome back to the Highly Spirited Podcast and hello, December. And don't worry, even though everything is all merry and bright, we're still going to keep it creepy over here. Creepsmas, if you will. And we're kicking off the holiday season with one of my favorite characters of Christmas folklore, and that is the Krampus. But before we get to him, I had to do a cocktail today, right? So I went with wassail. I really don't know what the hell wassail is. I know it's like a traditional Christmas drink thing that's probably British, but uh, we're going to get into that, find out its history and what it's all about. But first, I want to apologize if my voice sounds weird. I've been a little sick and super congested, so I'll try to edit out all the sniffles. I know nobody wants to listen to that, but let's get into it. So for today's cocktail, like I said, I chose wassail because I really have no idea what it actually is, except for like a Christmas tradition. And the only reference I have for it is the Christmas carol, like here we come a wassailing. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I thought it just meant caroling. But I am happy to report that wassail is actually a drink. And the act of wassailing was to drink this drink while going door to door to either carol or to give charity, both done to bring in good luck and to share a good harvest for the next year, traditionally, apparently. It has a few variations, but mostly consists of mold, mold cider, ale, or wine and spices. They're all simmered together and it's drank while still warm. The word wassail itself is believed to be translated from an old Norse word, ves hail, which meant to be in good health. And was typically used as a greeting or during a toast. So you would like cheers to good health. It makes sense. Wassail was traditionally served in a large wooden bowl and shared communally. And that's just so gross to me. Like they weren't treating this like a punch bowl. Like you weren't dipping out your own drink with a ladle. They're just passing around a giant wooden bowl, all taking sips of it. No wonder you guys only lived till you were 30. That's gross. Anyways. <laughs> in parts of Southwest England, wassailing looks a bit different than going from door to door. There, they go to apple orchards and sing to the trees and drink to them in hopes to bring good harvest for the next year. In some towns, the ceremony also includes a wassail king and queen. The queen is lifted into a tree where she hangs a piece of bread soaked in wassail as a gift to the tree spirits. Then a song is sang by everyone in attendance. And I found a couple variations of these songs. I'm going to not sing them to you because I can't sing. Like, I couldn't carry a tune if my life depended on it. But I will read you the lyrics. <laughs> One of the first versions of the apple song goes, Here's to the old apple tree that blooms well, bears well, hats full, caps full, three bushel bags full, and, and all under one tree. Hurrah, hurrah. And then the other song goes, Here's to the old apple tree, whence thou mayst bud, and whence thou mayst blow, and whence thou may bear apples, enough hats full caps full bushel bushel sacks full and my pockets full too hurrah they would really just go sing these songs to the trees i guess this ritual typically takes place on 12th night or epiphany or it's just january 6th if you don't know what either of those are so like the 12 days of christmas i think as, as americans we, we lead up to christmas like we're so excited for the christmas season and then it just ends abruptly on christmas day for us like it's done like tear your decorations down the 26th but Christmas is actually the 25th is actually the first day of Christmas and it lasts till January 6th so those 12 days of Christmas are actually following Christmas Day and I think we get that wrong 
a lot. So I was looking up recipes for wassail dough after I learned like its whole history there. And it's really not very different from mold wine or mold cider. You just simmer apple cider and your favorite spices together, and then you can throw in an alcohol of choice. I would probably do the wine to be traditional or an aged rum, um, like a brown rum. And that's wassail. That's really all it is. It was like a, a British tradition more than American, but yeah, it's caroling. It's just drinking for good harvest and good health for the next year. So I think that's a fun tradition. I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back and we will talk about the Krampus. And we're back. The Krampus. You either love or hate the Krampus or maybe you just haven't heard much about it at all. I personally love the idea of the Krampus just because I think it's mostly because I find it funny that old-timey European parents didn't think Santa not bringing gifts was enough of a threat a threat to keep their kids in line. They had to like go one step further and threaten them with the Krampus. Krampus lore is most popular in the Alpine region of Europe and Germany, German-speaking countries. And stories of the Krampus go all the way back to the 6th or 7th century. Krampus looks rather devil-like to me, like the Christian devil. He has horns and is somewhat of a goat's head with cloven feet and a long pointy tongue. He's not red though, he's usually pictured in like black or dark brown fur. He often carries a sack on his back, sometimes filled with birch branches, or sometimes a whip is depicted. Either way, its purpose is to punish naughty children. The sack he carries isn't filled like toys like Santa's, it's empty. Unless Krampus decides whipping a child isn't enough and they need to be carted away for further punishment. Lore varies from each region on what the Krampus does with the children after abducting them with the sack. Some say he drowns them, some say he eats them, or simply just drags them back to hell with him. And honestly, those things would be terrifying to me as a child, like way more incentive to, to behave. Like if the punishment includes whipping, more than enough, like nobody wants that. And then possibly, you know, being murdered by a demon goat. I think you're going to keep your shit together more so than like Santa won't bring you presents. Like, you know, you're still going to get a present, but hey, this little demon is going to come beat your ass and take you to hell if you don't behave. Probably going to be good if I'm a kid and get told that. <laughs> Krampus is often paired with St. Nicholas as December 6th is the feast of St. Nicholas. And the night before, December 5th, St. Nicholas leaves small trinkets or oranges in the shoes of good children. Krampus follows along and punishes the naughty children on the evening of December 5th, known as Krampusnacht in German-speaking countries. It was tradition to leave out a drink of schnapps for the Krampus, and I really just appreciate that. Like, this demon goat's gonna beat my kids, better give him some alcohol for it. <laughs> for some reason, around the early 19th century, Europeans started sending each other greeting cards with images of the Krampus on them, and most had jokes written on them as well. And I love these cards. I think they're like so off the wall and so funny, but I'm gonna share a few of those on our Instagram. So with the St. Nicholas thing, like St. Nicholas just, like paid attention to the good kids. He'd leave them the little trinkets, didn't punish or do anything with the bad kids. So then comes Krampus behind him. He's like, oh, that kid didn't get an orange. Gonna beat him with my bird sticks. That's Krampus. And Krampus runs just keep growing in popularity with the apparent best being held in Salzburg, Austria, where people don Krampus costumes and take to the streets to parade and celebrate with food and drink. These have gotten a bit out of hand in the past with people getting injured or too drunk, but overall they're a good time and shouldn't really be violent or too scary. They're even becoming more prevalent in the American cities in recent years. 
so I recently found out there's an Indianapolis Krampus group. Like, they're just a group that keeps the Krampus lore alive. And they show up in costumes. Like, Irvington has a huge Halloween parade. They show up there. And they're going to do... They'll be at a Chris Kendall market this weekend. So I'm really trying to convince my husband we should go because I think it'll be super fun. And I'll report back. I'll take some photos if we do end up going. I know this one was super short, guys, but like there's really not a lot to the Krampus. He's just another lore, another Christmas lore, another Christmas character. So if you want to know more about him, there was a movie in 2015. I don't think it did the history any justice, but it's decent. So anyways, until next time, um, go give us a like and follow and cheers. Cheers.